there. And confirm that. I think we're good, although I can't seem to get out the portal on my uh, thingy. Anyway, let's see, inshallah. Do you have the, the app on the thingy? Can you get the, uh, is, it, is it, yeah, is it showing? Um, okay, now, now it's come up, one second, let's see. Things happen to the uh, portal. Using your data? No, I'm using the Wi-Fi, and I don't know. And the Wi-Fi is very it good. Might be because of that. Is it? it? Might be restricted because of the Wi-Fi. Maybe. Oh yeah, I think someone said that. Was it you said that to me? That is. No, uh, I couldn't download the app. Oh no, it's working. It's working. Alhamdulillah. All right. Indeed, what an awesome view. That is the eye candy that I wanted to share with you folks. Um, and if you look very carefully, you see the angle that I'm sitting is that, although Shazad Salim would be hating this whole situation because he doesn't like that kind of move, right? He goes that the class comes first and you can't allow the class to be... Dist yeah, you can't be distracted from the class. So Shazad the purest. Actually, I'm going to be honest. I'm super gutted that Shazad Salim's not here. Actually, I think that he planned that this lesson would be done when he's not here. Look at Mesa jumping straight in within one second delay. She's like, he's not wrong. Right? They're all the same. They're all the enemies of the state. Okay? So anyway, the class isn't that interesting, Mesa. Okay? Some people need a bit of a distraction. You know what I mean? Bro, it's a mashallah, it's a decent view. If you look closely, folks, you can actually see the people making tawaf. Now that is sick. Trying to look at how to move my finger against it. No, I can't do it. <laughs> okay, but basically you get it. So inshallah, when the lesson gets boring, then you can enjoy the the uh, the tawaf going on. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. We're in Makkah Sharrafahallah. And a small crew, private crew, in-house crew, yani for the lesson. Um, and that's it. But like I said, I was gutted that Shazad Salim is not here because I'm absolutely convinced that Shazad planned it to be like that. Because he knows that he's getting taken down in this lesson. So I just want everybody to remind me when we get back to Chido next week, okay, that we need to repeat some issues. No, we need to obviously, yeah, yeah. you know, so sometimes you need to... Oh. Uh, he has never has an excuse. He, he, he will make plenty of excuses. So uh, anyway, so next week when we get back, we need to revise a few points, isn't it? And I'm sure that when I come to these points, then you will know exactly. Anyway, barakallahu feek. Thank you everybody for saying congratulations. And Umar Mubarak, may Allah subhanahu wa accept it. It was a, uh, a long and blessed one, alhamdulillah, this time around. All right. Shaz, uh, Mesa, let's have some text because 
I don't trust Shazad Salim's idea of links one little bit after last week. In fact, let's just test him out. No, actually, he did all right this time. He's got the right. He's got the right. Um, he's got the right text. So let's read the Arabic and then I'll read the English. Okay, of what we are covering. Um, so today, today's section is. Um, what is today? Actually, it, we're still on the first sentence, so we might as well just do it from there. من سافر سفرا مباحا أربعة برود سن له قصر رباعية ركعتين إذا فارق عامر قريته أو خيام قومه. So that's the first section which we're going to finish today. Then the next section, which is going to be the dominant part of today, وإن أحرم ثم سافر أو في سفر ثم أقام أو ذكر صلاة حضر في سفر أو عقسها أو اتم بموقيم أو بمن يشك فيه أو أحرم أو أحرم بصلاة يلزمه إتمامها ففسدت وأعادها أو لم ينوي القصر عند إحرامها أو شك في نيته أو نوى إقامة أكثر من أربعة أيام أو ملاح معه أهله لا ينوي الإقامة ببلد لزمه أن يتم. So we'll do some of that. Um, so the whole translation, it is a sunnah for the one who travels a lawful journey of four burud to shorten four unit prayers to two units. Once one has passed the inhabited houses of his village or the tents of his people. One must pray the prayer in full in the following scenarios. If one was to start the prayer as a resident and then travel. If one was to start the prayer as a traveler and then become a resident. If one is a traveler and remembers a prayer that he missed as a resident or vice versa. If one prays behind a resident or doubts his actual status. If one prays a prayer that should be offered in full, which is then invalidated for some reason and is then repeated. If one did not intend to shorten at the beginning of the prayer. If one is doubtful about his intention. If one intended to be a resident in a place for more than four days. If a sailor who has his family with him doesn't intend residency in any place. So there's like 15, 16 different kind of scenarios there. I think we'll get through quite a few of those today, inshallah. All right. So, with that in mind, with that being said, let's just do that, let's do that, that's great. Alright, so let's get started folks. Alright, so we're at the bottom um, of page 362, 362, uh, right at the very bottom. So Sheikh says that this is the actual kind of first condition for uh, travel. The first condition that has been placed when you want to enjoy the, uh, the concession of travel. That you have to, how, what did we say? Once one has passed the inhabited houses of his village. Faraqa, passed, separated from, departed from. Sheikh says, وَالْمُفَارَقَةَ at the top of 363. He said that we don't mean that it now he's passed it out of sight, we mean he has passed. So the whole concept here is that if a person leaves his home, then it's not just the home which is making it a home, but his neighbor's home and the street and the, 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 the area and the neighborhood is still home. That's the, that's the, 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 the concept. 
کتا دل تیتا کنا سیشی کنا نظما با نظر بلک دیسی شی پا دی گوڑکی کنا سو دن آئی کن یا اگزاکتی سو what that means is that um, when a person is in a uh, uh, because when a person leaves home what are the various scenarios obviously in the city kind of hookups that we have today is a different situation right but if you're in like the old school or any actually most muslim countries in which it's not all kind of cities like even mecca for example when you're on the road into mecca right you start to then see like you know ones and twos of houses and threes and fours of houses and suddenly you know you, you know you're in right okay um, which i guess actually exists in all countries when you come off a highway or whatever but in muslim countries especially more rural ones you can quite easily see the differentiation between when your little area ends and when you're when you're going to like even if it even here, and, and Sheikh makes a point later on, he's going to say that this is not about somebody else's village. It's not about that there's no civilization, but your village, your area, your cluster of houses, right? And so, whilst you're in your cluster, you are still a muqeen. When you are within your neighborhood, so for example in Chidal, if we're still in Chidal, even though Chidal is quite big and there's thousands of houses, there's, you've got to get outside of Chidal before we can consider that you're on the way out. Now, in our modern time, when I taught Fiqh Salah, for example, then I said for Fiqh Salah that, that I'm comfortable that once you get onto the dual carriageway, let alone the motorway, but once you get onto the dual carriageway, you're now in to the concept of Safar, right? The idea of journeying, meaning that you can now start doing Qasr. And it's very important throughout this lesson, especially today's lesson, that you stay focused on what we're talking about here. We are not talking about combining. Because a lot of people, when they study this subject, they're automatically thinking about concessions, the concept of concessions. We're not talking about concessions in general. We are talking about the super-specific concession of uh, shortening the prayer, qasr. Because the, the, the point's going to come up. Oh, you're not allowing me to shorten whilst I'm at home when that's what I really need to do. And... I would often say to the person, I think what you mean is combining, right? I can let you combine if there's a real need because you know that it's raining outside, you're going on a five-hour journey, and blah de blah you are definitely going to be a traveler. That's not a problem, so you can combine, but you can't do qasr. So you'll have to pray four al-zuhr and four al-asr, and then you can leave. And this, even this, by the way, the issue of combining whilst at home is a controversial one. We'll be coming to that in a couple of months. But the point here is to focus on traveling and it's, uh, sorry but it's impossible even if we're allowing a person to combine at home to shorten the prayer because the shortening of the prayer is completely linked to journeying whereas combining the prayer is linked to difficulty combining the prayer is linked to a problem an issue an ease that is needed whereas the shortening of the prayer is the illah is the journey itself it's the journey itself and so therefore you've got to be on some type of journey and therefore, if you are in your neighborhood, it doesn't matter what's going on, you can't justify that you're on a journey. But when you start setting off with the intention of going on a journey, like later on a, a situation is going to come up which asks, what about if a person, he uh, goes out in, his, in, in Chido and it all goes mental around him, tornado, hurricane, blah, 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 and he gets all confused and just keeps driving, keeps driving, can't work out what's going on, can't work out where the houses are. And he, by the time that he finally realizes, I mean, it's obviously it's the craziest hypothetical ever, but you know, by the time he realizes where he is, he's 30 miles away, right? 
Or, or let's make it even better. He's 60 miles away. He's driven 60 miles and he still thought he was in Shidu Hume, for example. Right? So the question here is, Sheikh asks, if this person, uh, uh, can he make Qasr or not? Because he's traveled, actually traveled, way beyond what's required for Qasr by all madahib. Distance, he's done over 50 miles, 49 miles. And the... Uh, <laughs> Shazad, that means that this man doesn't have to pray at all because he's mentally ill. <laughs> Astaghfirullah. I can't believe of all people on this planet that you made that joke, Shazad, right? Of all... I think all of us are mafia if we make that joke, except you. Except you. Allah shukar that the PC, the PC-ness of Dr. Shazad, I mean, uh, mental health specialist, mental health expert, yani world, world, world authority, yani, uh, has said it. Now, alhamdulillah, it's halal for all of us now to say that. So, the, uh, uh, he can't have the excuse of suffer because he didn't intend journeying in the first place. It shows that when you want to take opportunity of qasr, you really have to have the intention and the reality of suffer happening, where, uh, not just difficulty, not just difficult. So this is this is good. This is a good point. So then Sheikh goes into some uh, 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 point. He goes also al mufaraqa is just passing. He goes even if it's a handspan past the last house or the the built up area, it's enough. He goes, it's not about. It's, I've got to leave it behind. I've got to pass it. He gives an example of someone who I'm not even sure who he is. He goes, Zarqa al-Yamama. He goes that he, his sight was so well known that he could see with his eyes the distance of three days. Now, three days is probably around about six. Yes, 50, 60 miles. This is, this is what I would say, 50, 60 miles. Which, to be honest, depending upon where you are, how high you are, probably most people could probably do that, right? But anyway, his point is, is that, you know, someone might live on a hill. Right? Someone might live on a hill and they can see obviously miles away. And if you can see miles away, then, then you know, uh, you're going to be in trouble if, you know, you can't uh, do qasr until it's out of sight. Out of my, no, it's when you pass it physically, not when you pass it out of sight. So he said that that's what al-mufaraqa is. It's al-mufaraqa al-badaniya, la al-mufaraqa al-basariya. Yep, it's a physical kind of passing by. So once you've left it. He goes also... He goes, he didn't say, the author, Imam al-Hajjawi, he didn't say once he, uh, what's the, the thingy? Uh, once he has passed the houses of his village, the buyut of his qariya, he said al-amir, right? The inhabited houses. So that means that if, for example, you've got like, you know, like a, a, a classic example is Canada. The last time I was in Canada, in uh, Toronto, um, in Milton actually specifically, if you look at Milton, Right, it's actually similar to Milton Keynes, I think. Actually, I don't know the history of Milton Keynes as much as I should, but I'm pretty sure it's a brand new kind of place. I, th I think so. I think yeah, and it, Shazad probably will know that kind of stuff. Yeah, but he, uh, Shazad, I mean, the one who knows stuff, not the other, yeah, and he, not bloody useless Shazad, yeah, like he wouldn't know anything. The, uh, 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 um, like, it's in the middle of nowhere and they just said, you know, we need more uh, thingy, uh, uh, accommodation, so set it up. Like Milton is like, correct me Canadians, or I, I think Mize is on, she's from Toronto, she's from Saga, I think, that it was a new place, and 
um, they just keep spreading the inhabitants. The inhabitants. You can see it, the, the, the inhabited areas. It just keeps spreading. And I remember I was there, and some of the guys were saying, "You see all this area, this area, and it's like just lots of fields and everything. This would all be taken over soon." And then when I came back, it had all become houses. It's like, it's like growing, growing, growing. So now this is an important point because Milton could then get very, very big if we keep going by the fact that there are houses that are being developed. Sheikh Uthameen makes the point that it's not the houses that matter, it's the inhabited houses that matter. And those that are part inhabited or just kind of been made out, kind of, you know, they're not to be taken into account. That's not the edge of your village. The edge of your village, and he also gives the example because if it's an old town and the houses have gone into ruin, right? And they're all kind of falling down, the edges of the city nobody lives in, for example. And that's something that we see a lot when you come into like, like, like Mecca is a good example. You see, huh? Even in Medina. Medina as well, when you're on your way in. They have a lot of istirahat. Well. Exa exactly, lots of kind of places which you would, that wouldn't define as highway places, but you would define them as the parts, the entrance parts of the city, but they're not inhabited, they're not used anymore, and so therefore they don't count. Then he also gives the example, he goes, what if you've got uh, inhabited areas, uh, uh, destroyed areas in the middle, and then inhabited areas again, but it's the same kind of neighborhood, he goes, then the ruling is by the second one. You would ignore the, the empty houses in the uh, uh, middle. All right. And so then he speaks about also uh, 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 those that are not living in, in kind of civilized, uh, 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 built up areas and in like a tent kind of uh, nomadic kind of situation. Then the same for them as well. The key is, is that a person has to be out into the open. That's, again, keep bringing it back to that. Keep bringing it back to that. That, uh, that the isfar and that the safar is being exposed. You uncover a person. I just read earlier on today, I was reading from uh, one of the scholars earlier on. He said that a beautiful woman is called safira because she exposes her beauty. Her beauty becomes thingy like when she unveils herself, right? Safira, Safar is all about certain situation being kind of covered before, suddenly uncovered. Being covered at home, now being far away from at home, now everybody can see you. Yeah? So um, definitely you need to be out into the open. You need to be out into the open. What would you say for a person who lives in somewhere that's come to London? Yeah, I, I think, I think well, well uh, you see, he answered that. He said that when we're talking about uh, the, 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 the thingy, when we're talking about the, the place, it's yani qariyatihi huwa. You see, he makes that very, very clear. إِذَا فَارَقَ عَامِرَ قَرِيَةِ Not qariya, qariyatihi huwa, Sheikh Uthameen says. Because, for example, if you're in Ilford, right? Well, it's right next to East Ham, which is right next to Upton Park, which is right next to Manor Park, which is right next to Stratford, which is right next to whatever. Right? That's all of London's like that. We can't just be, it's house, house, house. Bro, it will last like that, as you said, 50 miles. So the ruling is based upon your town, your neighborhood. And once Ilford is stopped, or in the other uh, direction, if you've, got into, if you've got to Manor Park, you're done. And if you've got to Barking the other direction, you're done. Right? If you're in Cheadle Hume and you've got to now Heaton Mersey, for example, you're done. Cheadle, Cheadle Hume, same thing, effectively. But if you start to get to Handforth, you're done. You're on your journey. If you're in you know, and just the, 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 same, the same for all of the other kind of applications of that. Um, then he says, all right, let's go through a, a, some scenarios. He goes, what about a person who's in Qasim, 
we spoke about that near Riyadh, yeah. المطار, and he goes out to the airport. When he's at the airport, does he shorten the prayer in the airport? Yes, Sheikh says, because he has left his uh, town, and the town, uh, like airport, can be very close, could be five miles away. Like for us, it's like seven minutes away from my house, yeah. And for other people, it's also very uh, close as well. He goes, there are lots of other uh, villages and towns around the airport as well, but they're not his. They're not his. And so he is, he goes, huh, he goes that if there are people who are the actual, in, some people do live in an airport, right? That's their job and that's their location and they have residence there. They can't shorten the prayer. Huh? If people live in Heathrow, right? I don't think that they come under this problem. I think that they shorten in, in uh, Heathrow. Why? Because Heathrow Airport is not surrounded. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, right? It's not surrounded by houses. You see, now that I'm saying that, I think it is, you know. You know, I seem to remember that when I was driving to pick up a hire car, you're, you're literally going out of the airport past houses to get... I mean, certainly Manchester, when we were there at the, uh, when it used to have that road that you used to go down, all the houses on the right-hand side when you, was, when you would drive down Ringway Road or whatever it's called. Yeah, so I mean, that would be problematic. This would be a person, yeah, and he would, out of, out of safety, I think you're right. I think that you, uh, uh, yeah, I think that you could be right, that the houses are so close to the airport, uh, Sheikh, by, by, by making this point, he was intending people who are actually living in the airport. But he does mean the people who are part of it. He goes, Right? Because he has not He goes, those who are the residents of the actual airport, they don't shorten the prayer because they have not left. So if someone is, and it is true that, that, uh, uh, that the houses are actually part of the Heathrow kind of complex, which actually could be quite possible. I thought I was thinking it wasn't, but it is possible. And now, when I think about it, even if that even if that road, which is now not used now anymore, they've made a new dual carriageway to Manchester Airport, but there's a road which is literally next to the runway, which houses are still on. Okay, then, but we're not Sabine. We're not talking about vicinity. We're talking about like vicinity is a very general word. I mean, like right up to it. So the Manchester one, definitely. I forgot the name of that road, what it's called, uh, Ringway Road or something like that. But the, the houses are right there. I mean, it literally comes right over their, their, their ceiling. So I think probably Heathrow has got that, okay? Um, so those folks would not shorten. They'd combine in the airport, but they wouldn't shorten, all right? They wouldn't shorten. All right, Sheikh says, So this is now talking about a scenario of a guy so we're not talking about people who live near Manchester Heathrow, we're talking about people who live away from it, okay? So we've, we've accepted that when he gets to the airport, he's only driven five miles, but he now starts to shorten the prayer. That's fine. Can he break his fast? Remember uh, from, what, from the specials that we did on Ramadan, obviously it was a long time ago when we did it, but uh, and we'll cover this more in the book of, uh, of, of Siyam, inshallah, um, that a person uh, is not allowed to, according to... A, Many scholars, style road, that's it. Thank you, Mazita. Style road, exactly. Style road. And the house is right next to the airport. Anyway, um, the, a person is not allowed 
to at home whilst being a traveller, or sorry, sorry, let me start again. I know I'm travelling today, I'm going to London, might be going for one, two days, I'm at home in Manchester, it's Ramadan, and I say, well, I know I'm travelling at seven o'clock, fast starts at four o'clock, so I'm just going to wake up at, you know, whatever normal time, I'm going to have breakfast, I'm not fasting today. According to the vast majority of scholars, um, we are not allowed to do that. You have to start the day fasting, and then once suffer starts, once the journey starts, then you break your fast, right? And there's a lot of discussion around that, and, um, but anyway, we'll come to that in its right time. So, Sheikh says, can the same for the, for the prayer becoming suffer, not at home, but uh, uh, when you're in your suffer, the fasting, is that the same? He goes, yes. So you've got to start at home fasting, but once you get to the airport, whatever time you get to the airport, because you're now full musafir, you can now break your fast. And he goes, uh, he goes, what, ha- what would happen if the plane never took off? So he gets to his, get, so he goes to his flight, yeah, and he misses his flight, for example, or it doesn't go off, whatever. Uh, uh, so first of all, does he need to repeat his prayer? Because his prayer was two. He, he prayed two. He was meant to pray four, but he prayed two. And of course, the answer is no. Because the Prophet Sallallahu uh, said that whoever does an action that's not from our actions, then it is rejected. And this person, he was only obligated to pray to, and he prayed what was obligated upon him. He's not meant to be, you know, uh, trying to be looking into the future and all this kind of thing. All right, another scenario. If, uh, uh, if the plane, for example, um, uh, doesn't, turn, uh, doesn't, doesn't take off um, and he had broken his fast, and he's sitting there, you know, enjoying himself, eating, drinking, this, that, whatever. So now he's got to go back home. So it's a 10 o'clock flight. And 10 o'clock, they said to him in the morning that, bro, your flight is done. You've got to go back home. And he's on one of those long ones. Yeah, so he's got 9, 9 p.m. end. So does he go home now? And does he have to make imsak? Does he have to carry on the rest of the day? You know the rule. Of, well, again, we'll cover, we'll cover Siam later properly. Um, the... Uh, correct, exactly. You have to make him sack, which is a killer. So you can't eat and you've got to make up the day. Right? And this is obviously a very interesting kind of position. That, uh, uh, so Sheikh Uthameen is saying that this, this, this guy here, when he goes back, does he also now need to hold back yeah, from eating, which is effectively pseudo-fasting, yeah, because he was eating until 10 o'clock, and he's got to make the day up. Yeah, Sheikh says there are two opinions on the matter, two statements on the matter. He goes, the Sahih, in his opinion, the correct opinion is that he is not obligated to do imsaq. All right, he is not obligated obligated to do imsaq, yani because uh, he had a legitimate reason. Bi'udur uh, shari, that's what he made iftar on. He broke his fast because of a, 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 a shari reason, and it was permissible for him. Fazalat hurmatun nihar fi haqqihi huwa. Right? He goes that the sanctity of the day of having to be fasted has now been lifted from him and he's not He is not يعني, obliged to have to do that. And he goes, and Sheikh says, we'll talk about this more when we come to the chapter of Siam. He goes, ha, here we go. Shazad Salim, don't يعني, turn now. This, this section just about Shazad Salim. 
مسألة رجل سافر من أجل أن يترخص فهل يترخص؟ A person مسافر who travels purely to gain the concession <laughs> Can he get the concession? Can he take the concession? Basically, if Shazad Salim says, listen man, I'm t- <laughs> This fast is killing me man, this Ramadan is killing me Oh, I don't even think it was in Ramadan actually I, If I'm going to be fair, I think it was in the 10 days of the Hijjah, I want to say And we are good on that kind of, we know we're on that, we're on that Sunnah But I think by day X, he got tired And <laughs> Oh my God! So can we go and you know, let's enjoy let's enjoy the day and let's go and go and <laughs> just eat. <laughs> Maybe the story is not exactly like that. Maybe it's a version of that. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember the details anyway. Some madnesses have happened. Madnesses have happened. There's got to be a re- Sheikh says that. Um, what did you say? He goes, no, no, no. You can't do that. This suffer is haram, he goes This journey is haram And uh, he and his punishment what, what, uh, Is that his uh, uh, <laughs> Is there, he didn't run away what, You know what, he's a, he's a man, you know that He knew that he's gonna, he knew exactly what that section was He knew it was coming and he stayed to face the music Yeah, he's my guy now he goes, you want, <laughs> he goes, you want to behave as a <laughs> It was a joint decision, your desk. I think, I think what he's referring to is that we were buying a desk. Although God knows what desk. But clearly, I think, she said, Salim, I'm sure that we could have got that desk delivered, Shaz. I think that, I think that, I want to say that I think that you must have said to me at some point, you know what, <laughs> I think that's a good excuse. It's a good excuse. We'll go to London, we'll eat proper, nice, whatever, blah, blah, blah. we collect desk as well. At least own up to that part, Shaz. If you're going to blame it that it was my idea in the first place and it was to go and collect the desk, at least accept that you added all the, the masala and all the good ideas of the different places, at least, come on Shaz, come on, come on Yara, let's go 50-50, <laughs> let's go 50-50 on the blame, alright, anyway, he said that the punishment is that his, uh, 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 his uh, concession has been cancelled from him, okay, <laughs> see this is, you are so desperate to get your desk, come on man, Honestly, see, see now he's pushing it into 60, 40, 70, 30. Shaz, we said 50, 50. Okay? 50, 50. And Jeeva can't believe come out of nowhere and trying to support Shazad Salim. All of them do. Have you noticed that? SubhanAllah, everyone supports Shazad Salim. And you know what? Because they think, I told, I told you this before, everyone thinks he's miskeen, he's oppressed, he's the one who gets cast, this, that, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Wallah, this guy, when they meet him in person, then they realize. He's proper khatarnaak guy. Although, alhamdulillah, he's, he's now come up with a line that has taken 50%. He goes, but I was as up for going as you. He goes, I, well, I was involved 50-50. So, we, 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 see, we speak the truth, he said. MashaAllah. So, that seems good man. You're a good man.
Good man he is. Uh, make dua for Shazad's father. Allah is not well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him shifa quick and soon rather than later. Ameen. All right. Then he goes another uh, issue. Mas'ala. Insan kharaj min baladihi yatamash. Oh no, that's what I've already covered that. Spoken about the guy who, uh, who actually he said he's walking. So he was not driving, but he's walking. And he basically gets lost and, you know, um, uh, uh, walks so far that it's like a journey. He goes uh, thingy, right? Now, what did Shazad Amin say? He goes, this guy's mentally ill. Mentally Ill, he doesn't have to pray, right? By the way, Shazad Amin, he disappeared. We said, we called him out and the guy disappeared, right? What did Sheikh Uthameen say? Yeah. Sheikh Uthameen says, actually, the correct position is that this guy, okay, this guy who went out of his house and he got lost, and he ended up walking for miles. Although I'm going to say that he did use walking, right? He goes, which would make sense if he's in a desert. Actually, this makes a lot more sense if we're talking about a desert and doesn't make sense if you drive out of your, your town. So if you're in your desert and you've got your campsite and you're all nomads and you live in a certain area and then a sandstorm comes and you carry on walking and then you get lost and you've ended up like hours away, right? I don't know whether that changes the situation a bit or not, the second version of explanation. But anyway, the point is, is that he turns around and the madhab is clear and the jamhura is very clear that a person cannot take this as a safar because he never intended safar in the first place. Sheikh Uthameen says, no, the correct position is that this guy can do qasar when he's there and on the way back while he's praying because he, whatever his intention was, he is in safar. He's actually gone and done the miles. So, you know, when you describe it like that, it sounds kind of like, you know, like an, like an okay position. But, Allahu a'lam. I, I prefer the position of the majority. All right, so that's now that first sentence finished. Now we're on the part of the text where he says, okay, one must pray the prayer in full if one was to start, if one was to start the prayer as a resident and then travel. Now you're going to have to give me a good example of this because the only one that I've got in my head and the only one in the book is someone who's in a ship. So he goes that basically like... Uh, like uh, um, like uh, Camden Canal, right? So you're there at home, uh, and because Camden Canal goes all the way through St John's Wood, it goes through uh, whatever that place is called, uh, West London Masjid. I forgot the name of the place, uh, whatever. Anyway, it goes uh, through there where they recite in Warshman. Where's that place called? Um, God, that's so bad. Um, anyway, whatever it's called. And then it goes to Thingy, and then it goes to Baker Street, and then it goes to Camden, then it goes to whatever. So imagine that you get on, and your house is overlooking. And as soon as you get onto the, 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 the canal boat, you start your salah. But now, you are going on a journey. So you are actually going on a journey, but this one's going to be taking you all the way further. So it now leaves Camden, and it's going now to wherever. But the train says you don't find next to your house, house, right? Or maybe you do. Yeah, some people are, I mean. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, then, yeah. Good, yeah, good, yeah. All right, good, let's use a train, for example, yeah. So you're proper at home, at home. You literally jump into the train or the bus or the thingy, and, and then, and you, but you are going on a journey, and so you've, start, but you've started the salat. So you got into your seat, and you started your salat straight away. Or if you're on a ship or whatever, you're standing and you're starting on your salat, and then it moves, and by the time that you're still praying the first rak'ah, 
it has traveled like five miles, for example, left your whole town entirely. So you started as a muqim and you are now still praying as you are musafir. What do you do in this situation? Okay, Sheikh says uh, that according to the uh, madhab and according to him, they are in, 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 in agreement that you need to pray the prayer full because that is how it started. Okay, so that's the first uh, 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 position. That's the first scenario, mas'ala al-ula. Okay, mas'ala al-thaniya, a second yani, uh, version of this is that he uh, uh, went on a journey. You know, I need the text to look at this each time. One was to start the prayer as a traveler and then become a resident. So the opposite way around. So for example, he is near home, but he's not home, and he starts the prayer and it's two rakah, uh, because it's asr prayer, and he started it, and then suddenly the ship arrives home while he's still in the first rakah. So he, now that he's at home, and the ship's at home and it's parked up, should he pray four rakah or should he pray two? The madhab says he needs to complete. He needs to pray four. Okay? Why does, why does the madhab say that? The madhab says that because they think, they, they, they have a principle. They said that we have a scenario where two situations have combined. The, uh, um, the permissibility to pray shortened and the impermissibility to pray shortened. The permissibility to pray shortened was at the beginning of the prayer and the impermissibility to pray shortened prayer at the, at the, when he arrived at his place. And the fuqaha say that when these two permissibility to do something and prohibited to do something, they combine, the prohibited always takes precedent. That's their principle in fiqh. When it comes together, that's their principle according to the madhab. هذو madhab. Okay? لأنه اجتمع في هذه العبادة سببان أحدهما يبيح القصر والثاني يمنع القصر فغلب جانب المنع. So when you have these two together, the prohibiting one and the, permiss- the permissive one or the permissive permissive one, whatever, I don't know what the white word is, the one that's making it permissible, then you give that one the uh, 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 thingy. And the sheikh says that, what's the evidence for this principle? Where, where did the idea that the prohibiting one overcomes the permissible one even come from? Uh, sheikh Uthameen says, their evidence is the hadith of the Prophet da'ma yuribuk ila ma la yuribuk. Leave that which put, puts you in doubt for that which is not giving you doubt. And also the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, that whoever uh, foregoes the doubtful matters, then he has protected his deen and his honor. So it's basically safer position. If you've got two kind of scenarios, then he's basically saying the safer position is to adopt thingy, you know, assume that it's not, uh, uh, that you can't pray. No, madhab is not consistent. Many, many dissenting voices between the madhab, many dissenting voices in the madhab humbly school as well. Sheikh Uthameen says no. He goes, well, the preponderant opinion, the stronger opinion in this issue is that he is not required to complete the prayer because he started the prayer at a time where it was permissible for him to do qasr and that is uh, to be continued. And there's no clear proof. There's no dalil bayin ala wujub al-itmam. There is no clear evidence that a person has to uh, actually uh, uh, do that. Permitting. That's the word I was thinking. Permitting. Is that clear, guys? All right? Would it be the same as wudu and same or 
You will find the same position exactly. A person starts the starts the prayer with tiyamum, mm. and then the water comes on. You know, he's turned on the turned on the tap. Nothing coming out. Then he hears gush, 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 gush. Should he now go and make wudu? And you know, majority of scholars said you have to, and the hadith indicates that, and so on, so so forth. And you got those that said no, his it is valid. He doesn't have to go and do it. It has sabab shari. The 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 he's legitimate position to be there. Mm. And others said that, no, this one, he's an exception because of the, the, the nas. This is what I meant by consistency, because in, in the madhab, you don't have to. In the, with tiyamum. Yeah, with tiyamum, but you do have to. Yeah, yeah, and uh, correct, correct, correct. That you're right, that the qaida is not being stuck to. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why. Because the qaida itself is not any, a very, it's not a direct qaida. It's the general one of just avoiding doubt, right? Uh, Fizza says, don't we really understand the example? Aren't we still in a traveler state until we actually arrive at our, our door, not when the train has entered back in the city? No, Fizza, that's the whole point of this, the beginning part of this lesson, that we're saying that a person is a resident when they are within Amir Qaryatihi, in the resident inhabited areas of their town. Okay, this is where you are stopped. It's not about getting back to your house. Never was, never has been. That's the whole point. Maybe you missed the beginning of the lesson. Uh, uh, that's the whole point, that you have to not get back to your house. It's not about putting your bags down. It's, I mean, I know that there are some one or two scholars that have suggested that, but that's not the position of the vast, vast, vast majority of scholars. Okay? All right. So the next one then is... المسألة الثالثة مثاله رجل مسافر وفي أثناء السفر Right. Then he says, uh, So this is a person who is uh, on, uh, uh, you know, musafir, like we are right now. And he remembers that, oh, subhanAllah, I just remembered that on the day that I was leaving and I was at home, I forgot to pray dhuhr, which, is, which can happen, right? We were leaving at the time of dhuhr, all right? And it was stressful, right? And you could have... You could have easily have forgotten it. And you remember it here. So now the issue is that you are musafir. To pray, any prayer, you are only obligated to pray qasr prayer. However, you've just remembered a prayer that was four units. It was obligated upon you as four units from home. Whereas now any prayer that you pray, you're only obligated to pray two units. So how do you make up this prayer? How do you make up this prayer? Is it two or not? For uh, Sheikh says that according to the madhab, for in the Yusali Arbaan, the Quran Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, man nama and salatin or nasiyaha fal yusaliha ida dakaraha. The hadith of that whoever oversleeps, uh, uh, misses a prayer, or forgets the prayer, then let him pray it as soon as he remembers it. So he prays this prayer just as he remembers it. And this prayer was obligated upon him at a time that it was complete. So Sheikh Uthameen agrees with this. Okay? He goes that you remembered the prayer, so you've got to pray as it was. And as it was, it was an obligatory prayer, and you should pray it. Four. So that's his position. What about its opposite? This is the fourth scenario. Okay? The opposite. So you've now got home. And you remember that 
the day before when you were traveling, you forgot to pray Zohar. It was such a stressful pack to the airport, blah, 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 miss Zohar. And of course, you were only obligated to pray two. Okay? So, in the previous example, the Hanbali Madhab and Sheikh Uthameen and the majority of scholars consider that you've got to pray that prayer full. They agree. Now, in this scenario, if we were to use the same logic, what should we be praying? We should be praying two, but the Madhab says four. Right? So let's go through this again. He says, at the middle of page 367, he goes, The He gets home, realizes he forgot yani, to pray Zohar yani, while he was uh, in his journey. He must pray for, because this was a, this is a salah wajibat alayhi fil hadar. He has to pray this prayer now. And while he's praying it now, it is now itmam because that's the, 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 the state that he's in. And uh, And safar, qasar, sorry, is from the concessions of travel. And the travel is gone. And so the concessions of travel has gone. That's the position of the madhab. Sheikh says that the stronger opinion, according to him, is the opposite of that. That He goes that actually the same hadith applies. If this person remembers the prayer that he missed when he was a musafir, then the hadith says that whoever oversleeps a prayer uh, or, or forgets it, then let him pray it. The actual prayer. So that was that actual prayer. He goes, so therefore he's not required to uh, fill, uh, pray that prayer complete. So therefore he prays two. When I call and we should and we and we'll say, كما قلنا في التي قبلها فهذه فهذه الصلاة وجبت عليه في في سفر وصلاة السفر مقصورة فلا يلزمه إتمامها. He goes, this is يعني what was obligated upon him. يعني in the he goes, if you're saying consistent in the, the from the previous one, then the consistency would allow you to then say you got to pray it two. So we're just being consistent. The madhab is not being consistent. So. That's an interesting point as well. The next scenario. The next scenario is Oh ish. Oh Yeah. If one prays behind a resident. Okay? One prays behind a resident. He goes, This is the fifth scenario. So <clears throat> why should you pray your prayer in full behind? A resident, if the imam is a resident and you are musafir, because the Prophet said, It's narrated by Bukhari that uh, the imam has been put forward to be followed. Okay, the imam has been put forward to be followed. Whatever you catch from the prayer, then pray it, and whatever you miss from the prayer, then you miss it. So, Everything that a person is catching from the prayer, he should pray it. So if you're behind an imam, you don't sit down after two because you can catch the third and the fourth. So the hadith is clear. This hadith is also narrated by Bukhari, by the way, hadith number 636. So this hadith, which is not being used in its normal way, but it's a nice way of using it. Yeah. So this is what we normally mean for a person who comes late to the prayer. Sheikh Uthamini is using this hadith. If you're not late to the prayer, you're actually part of the prayer. And also, we covered this a couple of weeks ago, Abdullah ibn Abbas, what did he say? He said that, yani tilka, uh, hiya sunnah. 
that this is the sunnah, that a person, when he prays behind a, um, uh, when he prays behind a thingy, when he prays behind a, 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 a muqim, then the musafir should pray that as well, okay? Um, this is the way of the, of the deen, this is the way of our Islam. This is the word sunnah here is not being used as the sunnah of the Prophet but this is the Islamic way, this is the right way. Sunnah is being used in its general sense. And Shaykh Uthameen then says, and the fourth evidence uh, uh, is that the Sahaba, the actions of the Sahaba, they all prayed behind Uthman ibn Affan. And I remember last week people were asking, and now we've got a bit more time, and, and uh, you know, I wanted to stop people kind of asking too many questions in the wrong place, but this is now, we've now got to the right place. Why did Uthman uh, عنه, pray four raka'ah in Mina when? A, the Prophet ﷺ prayed to, Abu Bakr prayed to, Umar prayed to, and then he himself in the beginning of his Khilafah prayed to. What do you think? That's right. They said that he got married and that he had a house in Mecca. And of course, the whole concept of uh, travel is that you feel foreign and outside your comfort zone. And this goes back to the questions that have been asked uh, quite a bit now about people who have, you know, uh, multiple homes, or they have a flat that they work in. I think it was we got asked that uh, at Chido, and you know it's a comfortable kind of place and whatever. But the most common question is normally about the parents' house. People going back to their parents' house, but they only go back very, very rarely. Okay, and you know most of the time when you go back to your parents' house, your bedroom is still there, still empty, kind of thing, right? It's still your house. Uh, but even, I've always said before, and I can't remember, I think, it's Fikr, and I think it was, yeah, probably Fikr Salam Protector's house. I said that it doesn't matter whether you don't go to your parents' house in 20 years and you don't even have a room, you best not pray suffer at your house because your mom and dad will kill you. They'll say that you're insulting us and you're thinking you're, you know, holiday a holiday home and that you're big, too big for us now and, you know, you think you're the big man and you want to just avoid all of that headache and just pray full because of course it's not obligated according to the correct opinion to do uh, qasr it's a good thing to do it's a recommended thing to do it's a sunnah to do it's makru not to do without any reason but you're not obligated to do it 100% so you'd use that in a, in a, in a clever way so yeah that was one of the reasons that um, uh, he felt comfortable any other reasons? they said uh, something very interesting um, they said, Imam al-Nawawi said that, um, that the Hajj in which he initiated it was one of the Hajjs in which there was a major influx of new Bedouins. Okay? Um, like first-timers, basically. First-time people praying, first-time on the scene, and this is a big thing for them. This is Amir al-Mu'mineen leading the Salah, and you know, it's a big kind of situation. And so therefore, he basically, he said that I don't want them to get the idea that this prayer can be, it actually is a two. And this is obviously not a very strong position, but it's just, again, reasonings for why he uh, did that. And there is another uh, opinion as well that he did that. He, he also wanted to show that this situation is not as strict as people make it out to be. And that it shouldn't be seen by the Sahaba as like a person that needs to pray for, like Dhuhr for and prays to. Imagine like being in Medina and you're meant to pray for and you pray to. That's the outrage. That's the controversy. That's the inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. 
if you don't believe that it's obligatory to pray full, uh, to pray qasr, sorry, if you don't feel it's which is the correct position, then I just didn't do that which was obligatory. They were upset, of course, because the Prophet never did anything other than that. And neither did Abu Bakr, neither did Umar, neither did even he. It's something so clear and obvious. That's what they were upset about. But the truth is, is that actually it's not so big what he did. It's not that serious. Nobody died, as someone would say, right? And the, it's, you know, anyway, that's, uh, that's that. All right. Um, Sheikh says, and we've, spoke, we've spoken about this before as well. What about if a person comes, so he's praying two rak'ah, dhuhr, and he joins the imam in the third rak'ah, and he knows that as well. So for example, he came into the masjid, and he heard the iqama, and he needs to make wudu. And so he's gone downstairs to make wudu, and he can hear the salah going down, and he can hear two rak'ah being done. So by the time he comes upstairs, the imam has stood up for the third rak'ah, two rak'ah left to pray. He himself has got two only to pray. So he starts there and he finishes the imam and wonderful, great job. Everyone's happy. And I told you all before that this is the position that exactly Zara said right there, very quick. It's the Sheikh Walid position. This is Sheikh Walid Basuni's position. It's held by, of course, it's crazy that that's become known as Sheikh Walid position. Of course, yani this is from some of the imma, but of course it's not from the four schools and it's, the, it's a very, very shared opinion. Um, and yeah, as you, can, as you would expect, Sheikh Uthameen sticks to the correct position, and which is the majority position, which is pretty much yani, virtually ijma on this position, which is that no, you have to make up the full prayer according to what you should have been praying. Okay? And that's because of the hadith of the Prophet فَأَتِمُّ So whatever you missed, then complete it. And that's exactly what you've just uh, missed. All right, let's take some questions before we move on. Um, Hadith is saying, are we saying that as soon as you leave the houses in your, in your turn, you can shorten? Or are we saying the distance of four burud start from the last houses in the town? This is classic confusion on the issue. Okay? Don't mix up between the two. For a journey to be valid, this is so important, everybody. I want everybody to listen. This is the most important statement in this entire chapter. If you're going shopping, okay, it doesn't mean yeah, that when you go to the shopping, yeah, because you've left your town, that you can do qasr. You've got to be going on a journey. And the journey, by definition, is a distance of four burads. But you don't need to do the journey. Otherwise, what's the point of the concession? That I have to wait to do a thousand miles before I can actually take the use of the concession. No, your journey needs to be this length. And if it is, then you can use the concession from the very beginning. That's the point many people miss. So it's not about, oh, it's not linked to the houses. It's linked to the distance and the start point of using the concession, which has been established by the distance, can be started way before you actually do the distance. It starts as soon as you leave the area of your home. Hope that makes sense. Confirm that with me, Harris. Yeah? Uh, Shmaila says, going back, no, she's corrected it. Going back to the example of the person who left Chido and didn't realize how far he had drove. Yeah. So let's not use that example. That was a really rubbish example. And it gave Shazad, uh, I uh, mean, PTSD. So let's not yani, go on that one. Technically, he would be out of his comfort zone even though he did not intend on the journey. Would you not say the journey, would you not say the journey is done regardless of the intention? Why is the position that he cannot shorten the prayer? Well, in fairness to you, Shamayla, that's exactly what Sheikh Uthameen said. And he agrees with you. So at least you've got some support. You can stick to your opinion. I think I'm just more comfortable with the majority that he had no intention 
He didn't think it was a journey. He doesn't believe it's a journey. He didn't want the journey. He's just saying he wants to go back home with Skeen. Leave him alone and stop making him say that he can go uh, 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 thingy. Soraya says, when we go to Manchester, we pray Qasr. My goodness, Baji, man, I'm telling you that you can pray Qasr when it's still in London and you want to wait until Manchester. Sorry, I think that, that's a, that, I think that you are up to some siyasat there, I think. I think that, by the way, we saw someone today looked exactly like you. Sorry, we, uh, we, we actually said there's our Soraya Baji part two, but she doesn't have the same pizzazz. Doesn't have the same, doesn't have the same, doesn't have the same ding, does not, not like you, uh, Soraya, because there's nobody like you. One of one. One of one, Soraya, is one of one. We'd say, we'd, I'd say to her, you're the goat, but then she would say, Astaghfirullah, you're insulting me, insulting me. So I can't even say that because she's the next generation, she doesn't understand the word goat. So I'll just say that you are one of one. Uh, Uthman radiallahu anhu, Labib asks, praying for Amina was because he had a home in Mecca. Is the class position that if you have a second home in an area, you should pray the full prayer? Yes, absolutely. The class position is that if a person is in a area, by the way, when we say Makkah, Mina, Mina is seen as Makkah. You do, you do need to realize that. That even though it is a separate kind of area, it's generally understood to be the same neighborhood. It's the same as, uh, it's the same as uh, living in, in Harrow and you are in, I don't know, what's clear up close? Collingwood or whatever, Tottenham. Okay, you'd still pray full, right? Even though the distance between Tottenham and Harrow and whatever I just said is miles more than Mecca and Mina. Yeah? So yeah, if you are at home, then you're at home. He saw himself as at home. That's his position anyway. Okay? Question from the LP chat. If you come to the masjid, uh, Maiza, you didn't even comment. Fiza, uh, Maiza, you didn't comment on my Milton expansion thingy. Am I right or wrong? Give me, some, give me some updates on that. If you come to masjid late, and the congregation has already prayed two rakah, and you are a traveler. Do you have to make up the two? We just answered that question. We, you do. Yeah. Uh, Graham says, you are only required to pray two rakah. Oh, yeah, he's answering the question. Oh, no, no, he wants a discussion. You are only required to pray two rakah as you had the concession as a traveler. But is it okay to pray the four as you want to do the most? This is a problem. I want to do the most. The most here is what the sunnah is. If we believe one to be the sunnah, that is the most. Don't be thinking that four rakah is somehow more rewarded. This is really important. Oh, he's already said that. You touched on this previously, and I think you said it's dangerous territory because what if your intention becomes I want to do two because I'm too tired or even don't feel like doing the four? Yeah, you know, uh, Graham, today, uh, I found out today that, um, <laughs> you know, my number goes to all the people who are with me in some kind of program, right? Any questions, any issues, any doubts, call me, right? I don't check messages. I'm not kind of, you know, I don't, I'm not... I hate social media and the messaging services, you know, I have notifications off. So the telegrams off, everything off. Only when I go into it, I see it. So, but that allows me to keep my ringer on, right? And not get irritating ding, ding, dings. Yeah, yeah. So if someone's calling, I know it's important and I'll, I'll pick up the phone. So I call me. Nobody calls me. I'm at breakfast this morning, meet two unnamed people. I said, how was it? They said, oh yeah, yeah, alhamdulillah, we're very happy. We did eight tawafs and we did eight sa'il. I said, what? He goes, yeah, yeah. We did seven, we did one just to, for, to make sure. Extra, to make sure. I said, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. I said, please tell me that you had some doubts or this, that, whatever, whatnot. He goes, yeah, we were not sure yani, whether we were doing six or seven. So he said, you know what? We said, we'll just do eight, just to be on the safe side. I said, okay, good. I go, at least, uh, inshallah, that, your, your mafia, yani, that's uh, like a mistake, right? He goes, we did it for Saturday as well. I go, bro. <laughs> 
Although I can't give you, Yanni, you know what I mean? I mean, one is a mistake, Yanni. One is a doubt. I think this is a system. I think what you're doing is you're moving into that whole territory of, you know what it is, eight is better than seven. I go, bro, you've got to understand what the hell is going on here, bro. You know? So this is important about this idea that a person says, I'm going to pray for because it's more rewarded. It's not more rewarded. Either you believe it, it's actually for, or it's not. And it's important. That's important, okay? Uh, let's have a look next. So Fizza says, so the same area that we would consider out of our residential area for starting the Qasr Salah would be the spot we start praying full Salah when we get back in that vicinity. Yes, that's good. That's also a good point. Yeah. Uh, Aminur says that where did the author get the concept of four burud? Is there a text from the authentic sources? This is based on a Hadith review of the initial lecture and this was not covered. We did though, right? Yeah, we did speak about that. I need to go and review it again. But I'm pretty sure that we did. But remember what we, we, we said, uh, Aminur, actually, that, and we covered it over a couple of lessons. That's also important. And in Fiqh Salah, a lot as well. The most important thing to remember is that there is no text. Ibn Taymiyyah, you mean, yeah? Yeah, yeah. But huge, huge discussion on this. Um, for those who really want to kind of, you know, dig deep into this, Right? There are, even I think, I've got a feeling that years ago, maybe Yasser Qadi might have done something very specific on it. I, I just remember that uh, when I taught Fiqh Salah once, and he was in town, uh, double weekend, good old days, and Yasser was there. I said, listen, pop in and uh, think it because you did a paper on it. I think he did it when he was at Medina or something. I can't remember. And so he taught it to a li live London uh, class. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Um, so you even find an English version, but Ibn Taymiyyah has the I mean, basically just took Ibn Taymiyyah's study, and it's an exhaustive study. And the, the, the solution, the, the, the point is, that there's not a single jot of evidence. The, 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 the upshot of the research is that there's not a single jot of evidence that necessitates a minimum distance or maximum distance or anything, whatever. And we spoke a lot about this. You do need to listen to all of the lectures to understand uh, 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 thing. It's based on everything, Aminor. It's based on everything. So many different uh, factors. So many different factors. Um, right. Right, okay. Ruhi just said that uh, it, that is on Muslim matters. Good. There we go. Um, yeah. So I was right. Has the outskirts that are under development? The land is sold, but no houses yet. They're a good example, yeah, for the GTA folks. Yeah, I thought it was a good example. I deserve some flipping, yeah, you know I mean, some smoke for that. Right, we're on an hour, and the uh, thingy hasn't said anything, and uh, it is late here, isn't it, bro? So what did we do? Did we did we do enough pages to make ourselves proud? Would would that be proud of us? Or is she going to be hating on us again? And you didn't do anything. One. Two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six pages, bro. That's a lot. Shut up, man. All right. I think we'll call it there. Thank you, Zara, for the link. Shamsiani uh, uh, appears out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. Um, is there any questions? We, we don't have any questions. Any questions? We've got three. All right. Here we go. Three seconds left. Ghassan's <laughs> got a follow-up question. Then if you saw his cramp question from last week, well, that was hilarious. He goes, so follow-up, just to clarify, it wasn't a regular old uncle, auntie, uncomfortable position thing. This was a proper Champions League NBA Finals cramp. So how much time can you take to do stretch out or whatever needs to be done to alleviate the pain? 
because what we said, we said is that if you're in salah, he was saying, do I break the prayer or what? He goes, do I just stretch it out? Yeah? And I said, stretch it out because you just can't break the prayer and that's it. I'm telling you now, I would have needed at least 50, 60 seconds for it to go away and no way I can focus or recite anything while that was going on. May Allah never allow any of you to experience this. Ameen. And the same for you, Ghassan, again. Although I need to tell you that you need to look at your electrolyte balances, bro. Because whenever the electrolytes go down, that's when people mostly get their cramp. And that's what always happens to me as well. Get salt in, get sugar in, and uh, uh, that helps. Right, anyway. Um, so the, the, the answer to this question is, how much have you departed from your actual position? Right? Meaning that different stretches happen in different ways. But for example, if you stop in the prayer to do your stretching or your, uh, your adjustment to your body, then uh, that could be lying down flat on the ground, for example. So a person's in Qiyam and a person lies down on the ground and puts his leg up and a guy comes along and does the old <laughs> football behavior. This prayer is over, man. This prayer is over. But if a person is like in Qiyam and suddenly he kind of stands and he keeps his kind of hand here and he's kind of doing a stretch with the leg like up and he's pulling his leg up and he's doing like this and that, whatever, then this Qiyam is still valid. This is a weird thing happening in the Qiyam and it, hasn't, and it can continue for a minute. I believe that our prayer is still valid and should continue. You should try to maneuver your body within the position that you're in whilst doing the stretch or get yourself to a position in which the stretch will not seem so foreign to that position. For example, if you need to get onto the floor, then try to get to that position onto the floor. And then if you're holding in that scenario for a while, then that's okay. But if you go completely left field whilst you're standing and you need to lie down, or if you're lying down, you need to stand straight back up, for example. And then, uh, uh, thingy, that, that, that doesn't make any sense because then you've got to sit back down again. Whereas if you were to just hold it whilst you're sitting down, and wait until you stand up as part of the prayer and then do the stuff when you're in your standing, then I think that prayer is still valid and Allah knows best. All right, I think we'll call it there. Jazakumullah khair, back to normal next week, inshallah. Something very important that I want all of you to take note of uh, three things. The Umrah program has been opened for March. Um, uh, it's, going to be, uh, it's going to be focusing on Ramadan preparation as well. Uh, 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 let folks know about that. Uh, and by the way, I want to say that that's got the Hyatt Regency and that's the only thing that matters. That's the only thing that matters. The second thing is, is that the class sold out at 250 odd people. Um, but the, uh, the, 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 the arts class that's on the 8th, 9th and 10th of December, but they've now got a good big venue like of 400 people, 500 people, whatever it is. And, but that's also filling up. So anybody that wants to come to art, then you need to go visit almaghrib.org slash Manchester or go to the different kind of social media channels and uh, get your place before it fills up. Uh, uh, I cannot promise, but I'm hoping maybe, maybe to do it in mid of next year, possibly, 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 um, but who knows. And finally, the Hajj. Everybody that's here and that knows anything about Hajj, um, then Hajj is on, on, on right now. Uh, Nusuk has gone live, but you don't need to worry about that. What you need to worry about, big time need to worry about, is getting onto the registered list. And you need to do that immediately. Okay? 
immediately. And so therefore you go to hajjwithaeu.com slash hajj and you fill in the form. And also what's even more important than that, that I want people to do is those who have already gone or not intending on going and they know people who are going, that you need to tell them that now they need to register because I think that I'm going to close that within a week. I don't know how it's going to work, but the programs need to be submitted to the Hajj ministry. It's all being done different again. Nusuk is being adjusted again. And programs need to be uh, uh, thinking. So if you know anybody that's going to Hajj, you need to tell them. It doesn't matter which country. By the way, new change is being uh, said that now all geographical locations have been lifted. And so therefore, the people like uh, Ghassan, like Denmark, Sweden, this, that, places like that, that before couldn't go, now are allowed to go and join. And it's like all countries in the West everywhere can join at any time. All of the small European countries, all of the other random countries can all join these programs. So it's going to be nuts. And they've still got the quotas. It's going to be super busy. So you need to tell all your friends and relatives and the people that you've been speaking to about and those that you should be encouraging to go to Hajj sooner but before it gets even crazier, later, more expensive, more, that get joining ASAP, register, because once that registration, my initial opening one goes out, it'll be closed. Actually, I don't know what's going to happen. Fiqh of death, Maysara, I'm going to be honest with you, it requires a period of time that I am struggling to find, and I think it's going to be delayed. And if I'm going to be honest, I think it's going to be delayed until January, mid-January, late January. So you can take it off the table for December. I think, yani, inshallah, in January. But Allah knows best. All right, guys. Jazakumullah uh, khair. For those folks who are enjoying the uh, thingy, let's give you a proper, uh, a proper, uh, how can I show it? There you go. I don't know if I can show it to you any better than that, but it doesn't. It doesn't um, zoom in. I think. I think it doesn't zoom in. Does it zoom in? No, it doesn't zoom in. All right. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika shadwa la ilaha illa anta astaghfirukallahumma wa atubu ilaikum assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Okay, there's me. Absolutely useless. Closing a video.